We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die show today. So thankful to have you with me and looking forward to uh, what I believe is a helpful and in some ways clarifying conversation. And we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, again, always thankful to be able to spend this time with you. For those that are listening to the show and not watching it, I would encourage you, as I do just about every week, to take some time, go over to YouTube. You can find my channel, Jeremy Stallnecker. Go to YouTube, search for Jeremy Stallnecker. You'll find my channel there, and uh, I think I'm the only Jeremy Stallnecker on YouTube, so you'll find me there. And uh, please, take some time, look at the channel, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That lets you know when more content comes online. And if this show or any of the content there is a help to you, and you think it might be to someone else, go ahead and share that out, and that would be uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I, I do all of this, the content uh, that I put there, this show, the podcast, and uh, so much of the other stuff that we do, um, I, I do it to help you. I do it for that reason only, and uh, there's nothing else in it for me other than the opportunity to communicate some things that are important to me. And I hope that uh, these are a help to you, and I hope that you will take some time to share it with others that could be helped and encouraged as well. Also, if you have some time, go over to jeremystalnicker.com, jeremystalnicker.com. That is my blog page as well as uh, the, the landing place for just about everything related to me and the work that I do. Uh, links out to the organization that I work for, the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Links out to all of my social media. Uh, this episode of the March or Die show will be there as well. And the blog, everything that I write about is there. So I would encourage you to take some time to go over there, jeremystalnicker.com. That would be fantastic. Thank you for doing it. Today, I want to talk about something that I have discussed in the past, I've talked about and written about in the past, but I want to talk about it again today uh, because I think that we are in a moment as Americans, maybe the whole world is this way, certainly as Americans, where we take everything very, very personally, and that means we often take things out of context. I've talked about the March or Die story. The The name for this show came from an actual series of events that I lived through and experienced as a Marine with 1st Battalion, 5th Marines. I had the privilege, the honor to serve with uh, that battalion, the 1st Battalion, 5th Marines in Iraq in 2003. 
as part of the initial invasion. And if you go back uh, about 50 episodes or so, if you'd like to, uh, you can find me telling that whole story. I'd encourage you to do that. You can also, if you'd like to, uh, get the book, March or Die. March or Die is a book that I wrote about uh, not just the specific experience that we'll talk about today, but my time in Iraq and many of the lessons that I learned there. And uh, you can find that on Amazon. You can find that at uh, our organization's store, Mighty Oaks Foundation. You can find it on the website there as well. Um, But I talked about this event, and so many of the lessons that I learned while I was in Iraq have tremendous application to our lives. That's why I wrote the book. That's why I tell the story. That's why when I go to churches, I'll uh, tell that story and make application scripturally as well. And so much of what we learn, if we're willing to do it at least, willing to take the time, we experience these things, we go through these things, we can then leverage them in our lives. Lessons learned. And we all understand that. One of the lessons that I learned while I was in Iraq, and in particular through the process of the story that I'll retell here in just a second, is that when situations in life change, we need to be willing to change. When situations in life change, we need to be willing to change. Now, recently, maybe a week ago or so, uh, I put the direct quote, the specific quote, out of March or Die, the book, about changing when circumstances change and how those who succeed are those who are willing to change and willing to adjust. I put that out on social media just as a statement of fact. At least in my heart, it's a statement of fact. If you don't adjust, you will lose. If you're unwilling to change or adjust when circumstances in life change and adjust, you're not going to make it. That, to me, is a statement of fact. I've spent so much time talking about it. I spent a lot of time writing about it. I put this out in a one-sentence quote on social media, and a lot of folks took that very, very personally. In fact, apparently, uh, what they assumed was that I meant (laughs) that as culture changes, as the government imposes things on us, we need to go along with that. Now, you can understand what I'm talking about there. Um, the government's changing. The government is telling us we need to do things, and, and, and culture's changing, and things are shifting, and we need to be willing to adjust. First of all, <laughs> that quote was taken from a book written in 2018 before any of the stuff that we're currently dealing with. Uh, I didn't have anything political in mind at all, first of all. And second, we need to be very careful about filtering a two-sentence or one-sentence statement through our current experience and instead step back and ask what may actually be um, the point here, what's actually being said here. And, And again, this is such an important point in life. You have to be willing to adjust. You have to be willing to change. It's so important that if you don't get it, you are going to lose. It's so important that I wanted to come back and talk about it for a couple of minutes today. You need to be willing to adjust. But adjust doesn't mean changing who you are. Let me say it again. (laughs) You need to be willing to adjust. You need to be willing to change according to the circumstances as they change around you. But that doesn't mean changing who you are. This is not a question of character. Uh, Character, whether good or bad, is that thing 
that abstract, it's that uh, concept, that definition we put on uh, what makes us who we are. And it does. It makes us who we are. Good or bad, we have character. Now, we would say a person of character is someone who does the right thing for the right reason all of the time. They're not moved by the winds of culture. They're not moved by the, the changes in society. And I absolutely agree with that. I want to be a man of character. I want my kids to grow up and be people of character. My son uh, has recently started working for our local police department. I want him to be a person of character in that environment, unwilling to change who he is because circumstances around him are changing. When I talk about adjusting, when I talk about changing as things around us change, I am not suggesting (laughs) that we violate our character or that we violate what we know to be true and right. As a Christian, I believe that the Bible is God's word to us, that Scripture is truth, and that I am called to live my life according to that truth. I don't get to decide what parts of it are true and what parts of it are not true, what parts of it apply today and what parts of it don't apply today. I don't get to decide that. The only thing I get to decide to do is follow it or not follow it. (laughs) And if I'm doing well, I'm following that as truth. That doesn't change. But in this battlefield that we call life, there are very real enemies. And those enemies, as I've explained before, are people or situations that come up against us that seek to prevent forward movement. What is an enemy? We, we demonize people and we call people enemies because they tell us things we don't like. Look, not everyone that says something to you that you don't like is your enemy. In fact, sometimes People who say things you don't like are really your friends, (laughs) but you call them an enemy because you don't like what you're hearing. An enemy is someone or something that seeks to prevent forward progress in your life. You're going there. You're following the path that God has set before you. You're living the life that God has created you to live. You're doing your best to align to the truth of God's word, the Bible. You're doing the best that you can to take those steps forward. And yet someone or something jumps up in front of you with a very simple goal, to keep you from taking the next step. I've talked a lot about this. I won't belabor it. But here's the crazy thing about enemies of all kinds. (laughs) The enemy, when we're in a battle, has a vote or a say in how that battle unfolds. I didn't come up with that. This has been said for uh, probably as long as there's been human conflict and battle. But you start off with a plan. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. This is how I'm going to move through this situation or scenario. This is how the battle will unfold. But the enemy on the other side has a very different plan. And in the enemy's mind... They're going to do this, and then they're going to do that, and this is how the battle is going to unfold. And now you have two opposing forces. Now check this out. 
A lot of us, when we come up against an opposing force, we dig our heels in and we say something like, I'm going to die right here if the enemy doesn't get out of my way. So here's the story from the book, and one that I've told before. I won't tell the whole story, but we were moving towards an objective on April 1st of 2003. (laughs) There was a real enemy out there, but we were told that the real enemy wasn't on that objective. We came up to the objective in the middle of the day. The sun was overhead. The land around our objective, which was a bridge, was clear. You could see for miles. This was not an ideal situation to secure an objective. But since there was no enemy there, or so we thought, we made our way there. I was the second vehicle back in the column, and it quickly became clear that there was indeed an enemy. The mortar rounds began to fall around us, and the machine gun position that was on the bridge side facing us, the near side of the bridge, it was facing us, those machine guns that weren't supposed to be there began to engage our vehicles. Again, I won't tell the whole story. There are several lessons that were learned that day that I write about and I talk about. Our objective, my objective, what I was told to do, there was a large column behind me, about 1,200 Marines. I was the second vehicle back. I was guiding the column to this objective. What I was supposed to do is get to the bridge and stop. That was my goal. That was my objective. That's where I was supposed to be. That was the plan. The plan ultimately was to secure the bridge, secure the objective. But because there was no enemy present, we were told, we were going to secure the bridge by getting to the bridge and stopping. Very simple plan. That was the plan. Well, there was an enemy there, and the enemy decided they had a different plan. Their plan was to hang on to that bridge. They weren't going to give it up. A second plan for them, perhaps, maybe uh, secondary or tertiary, (laughs) one of the ones down on the list, uh, was to not only hang on to the bridge, but to kill as many Americans as possible along the way. It was their bridge. They weren't going to give it up, and they were going to kill anyone who got close to it. We got to the near side of the bridge where we were told to be, But from there, we could not accomplish the objective, which was securing the bridge. Because the mortar rounds kept falling, because the enemy on the other side of the bridge kept engaging. Something had to change. So we adjusted. Now, now I've said this again. I've said this before, but listen to me. Before the battle begins, you do the best you can with the information that you have. That's it. That's all you can do. You get the best information you have available to you. You do the very best you can with that information, and you march forward. That's it. But in the middle of the battle, when the fight begins to unfold, you have to adjust as the battle adjusts. Had we stayed on the near side of the bridge, because that's where we were told to be, had we not adjusted... When we needed to adjust, we would have stayed there and died. We would not have accomplished the mission or the goal of securing that bridge. So a decision was made. 
The decision that was made was to get on top of the bridge. <laughs> we thought from there we could deal with the enemy and then actually accomplish the mission we were sent there to accomplish. So we did. We moved to the top of the bridge. The only problem with adjusting to the top of the bridge was that we found ourselves bunched up eight vehicles on top of a bridge. We had been encountering mortar fire before we got there, but once we were bunched up on top of the bridge, it became clear that that was a a kill zone. That was a pre-designated target, and the enemy was taking advantage of us being there. Things got out of control quickly. There was an anti-aircraft gun on the other side of the canal, about 50 meters away from us. They started to rotate our direction. We were in a bad, bad situation. When we were in that situation, or when we found ourselves in that situation, <laughs> and this is, this is the basis of the entire march or die premise, the principles from this time are what I've written about and talked about. This is uh, really how I think about moving forward in life. It, it, it crystallized in real life for me in that moment. We're on top of the bridge. The mortar rounds were falling. Things were getting out of control. An anti-aircraft gun was spinning our direction. They decided we were a bigger threat than any helicopters that would be coming overhead. And in that moment, another decision had to be made. The enemy was not playing along. We could either stay where we are, fight, and ultimately we would have died. That was a decision that could have been made, the decision to stay and die. Or... We could continue across the bridge, moving further away from where we were supposed to be, but getting into a place where we could better impact the enemy, win the battle, and accomplish the objective, accomplish the mission. And that's what we did. In a a split second, without much conversation, things were getting really bad. We decided to move off the bridge to get into a much better position where we could impact the enemy. We moved... We marched, we set up, we engaged the enemy, and we won. Now, eventually, the end of that story is that several hours later, we would move back across the bridge to the place we were actually supposed to have stopped and set up a security point. But you see, when you're fighting a battle with a very real enemy... The enemy will throw things out at you that you didn't expect, you didn't see coming. And if you want to stay there and die, you can do that. Or you can put one foot in front of the other, march to a place where you can actually win. When I talk about adjusting, when I talk about changing to the circumstances around you, when I talk about understanding what the enemy is doing, and making decisions based on what the enemy is doing. I'm not talking about changing the mission. I'm not talking about changing the goal. I'm not talking about changing who you are or pretending that you're something you're not. Don't ever change who you are. Don't ever stop pursuing truth. Don't ever let the mission or the objective or the goal change. It doesn't. But perhaps along the way, you need to adjust your tactics. If you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
When my kids were little, I've got four of them, when they were really small, um, disciplining them, (laughs) helping them, encouraging them was easy. Very simple. You brought them back to where they needed to be. You taught them that it wasn't okay to throw their food and throw everything else, and they couldn't scream every time they didn't get what they wanted. You worked with what you had. As they got older, things changed. Their emotions changed. Their outlook changed. And as a parent, your tactics change. You adjust to a situation that is adjusting. I'm not suggesting your kids are the enemy, (laughs) but certainly that nature that causes children to want to go a direction that would be harmful to them is the enemy. And you need to help them work through that. And how you do that changes over time. And then they become adults. And how you help them continues to change. You're not changing who you are. You're not changing the goal. The goal is still to equip them to be productive members of society. To contribute to their community in a meaningful way. None of that changes. But how you attack that or how you adjust to that, how you make that happen, it may change. We look at this crazy situation we find ourselves in. Listen, there was a time where screaming really loud (laughs) and being really snarky was a way to get attention and to see stuff we didn't like in our society and in our culture change. That day has come and gone. If you don't like what's happening around you, you need to figure out a way to pursue the path of truth in a way that reflects who you are in a way that may look different than how it's been before. Those who are unwilling to make adjustments when the enemy decides he doesn't like your plan are people who don't get very far. This is not just true in parenting. It's true in life. It's true in your workplace. It's true in your close relationships, your intimate relationships. It's true in your uh, desire and ability to impact culture for good. Be willing to adjust your tactics, your techniques, your procedures how you accomplish the ultimate goal. But that does not mean, nor should it ever, changing who you are. As a Christian, I take this very, very seriously because I know that my ultimate goal is to live in a way that brings honor to God. And I know that as I live, I represent Him That's kind of the whole thing. That's the sum total of why I do the things I do. I do dumb things too that don't align to that. But when I'm doing it right, it's the sum total of why I do the things I do. But man, the enemy tries to mess up my home. It tries to mess up my goals and my job to mess up my finances by causing me to pursue things I shouldn't have anything to do with. The enemy wants to ruin me. 
And if all I do in response to an enemy that wants to ruin me is dig my heels in and say, well, I guess this is where I die, then you know what? That's exactly what's going to happen. I don't believe that death is the worst thing that can happen (laughs) to a person. If you're a person of faith, if you're a Christian and you are secure in your relationship with God through Christ, uh, death is certainly not the worst thing that can happen to you. You pass from this life into life eternal, into the next life. That's not the worst thing that can happen. I will tell you what I believe is the worst thing that can happen to you, though, is that you continue to live physically, but because you've stopped pursuing your purpose on this planet, you're dead in every other meaningful way. Don't stop moving forward. Don't stop living the life you were created to live. Understand that death may come. (laughs) None of this is to say that you're not going to die. None of this is to say that you're not going to lose a few fights here and there. But the ultimate victory has already been purchased, it's already been won, it's already been settled. Your job is to simply keep moving forward. And to do that effectively, from time to time, you're going to have to adjust. In life, we only have two choices. You can stay where you are and die. That's a decision you can make. Or you can put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. What are you going to do? Thank you. Talk to you next time. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.